to us already this morning about freshness from heaven, about healing, about fresh anointing. Um, And I just want to give us one word. I want to talk about one word this morning um, that, that is our access word to all that God wants to give us. And that word is yes. Has anyone ever played um, the yes or no game? Um, It's a game we play with our children a lot. Um, Basically, I'll go to the children and I'll say, right, the game is you've got to make me say yes or no. And so then they'll try and trick me. They'll say, is your name Kev? And I'm like, well, it's dad to you, actually. Um, But it is Kev. And then they'll say, do you love God? And and I'll be like, ah. I do love God. And, and the other day, Lucy, she said to me, um, she said, actually, Daddy, I don't want to play this game anymore. It's a bit boring. Can we play another game? I said, yes, we can play another game. She said, ha, tricked you. <laughs> That's not how God is like with us. That's not the sort of father God is. He's not a reluctant father that we somehow need to twist his arm into saying yes to us. You know, you see, God is a yes God. He says yes to freedom and breakthrough in your life. He says yes to filling you with his Holy Spirit. He says yes to salvation and restoring broken lives. He says yes to wholeness, yes to healing, yes to signs, wonders, and miracles. He says yes to heaven. He says yes to more of his kingdom filling this earth. He says yes to defeating the enemy. Do you know, I really like this one. When we come to worship him, Jesus says yes to us. You know, like when did we last ever like come together like this to worship Jesus and Jesus turn around and say, oh, I'm not sure whether I'm going to meet them. I don't know if I'm going to come there, come, come and encounter them. No, Jesus says, yes, yes, I'm going to encounter my people. I'm going to meet with my people. Amen. He says yes to working with us, pouring his spirit out on us, working in partnership with us. Um, he even says yes, despite all of our weaknesses and all of our shortcomings and all of our vulnerabilities, Jesus says, yes, I'm still going to use you. You make a mistake, Jesus says, yes, I'm still going to use you. And this is the amazing thing. He even says yes to us when we say no to him. You see, you know, Ezekiel talks about that there was once a time when, when our hearts could only say no to Jesus, um, when, when, when we had hearts of stone before we met him. But, but then, you know, we met Jesus. And what Jesus did is he took out our heart of stone, our heart, our cold heart towards him. They could only say no to him. He took that out. And instead, he placed in us a heart of flesh, a heart that says, yes, Jesus, I want to to please you and do all that you want me to. You see, we are God's yes people. That's our identity. It's who we are. Why don't you just put your hand on your heart right now and say, I am God's yes person. You know, there's a song, isn't there? I'll deliver us all from singing it. But there's uh, a song that says, I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. For I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. 
That's God's plan and purpose for us. We're his yes people. And, and God has anointings. Even right now this morning, he has anointings from heaven. He has grace. He has fresh mercies. So you need in, a need of forgiveness um, this morning. He has fresh callings, fresh commissionings, fresh power from on high for us today. And, and God's looking. He's, he's looking right now and he's like, where, where can I give these things? I'm looking. I'm looking for a yes people. Um, God's not looking primarily for people who are really gifted. He's not looking primarily for people who have a certain level of education. He's not looking primarily for people who are, who are Bible school graduates. He's looking for a people who will say, yes, Lord. Turn with me to, to Acts chapter 9 and verse 10. Acts chapter 9 verse 10 says, In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. Um, I love that. <laughs> it didn't say there was an apostle. Um, it doesn't say there was a super believer. It doesn't say there was a connect leader. It says there was a disciple, <laughs> a bog standard, ordinary Christian. Um, there was a disciple named Ananias. Not, 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 a big, not a big name leader, just an ordinary Christian guy. And it says the Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. <laughs> what an answer. Yes, Lord. Can you hear the Lord calling your name this morning? What will your answer be? See, Ananias said, yes, Lord. And, and in his yes, as he said yes, suddenly this ordinary Christian, this ordinary guy, um, suddenly this suddenly became the guy who prayed for Saul, who later became Paul and wrote most of the New Testament. Um, he was the guy who prayed for Saul's sight to be restored. The guy who was instrumental in healing, probably the greatest um, uh, leader in, in, the, in the early church. Um, God took his yes and did something great with it. Turn to John chapter 21, verse 15. Let's look at Peter. John 21, verse 15. The context of this is Peter is the guy who denied Jesus three times publicly. Jesus is the guy who messed everything up. Maybe you're sat here this morning and you're thinking, you don't know the mistakes I've made. Actually, I've messed it up. I've said no in the past to God. I've just, I've messed up, I've made mistakes. Peter denied Christ three times. He messed it all up. And this is what Jesus does. 21.15, when they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. And what happened? Peter said yes, and the same Peter who totally messed everything up became the Peter who preached a sermon and 3,000 got saved. The same, the, same, the same guy who messed up became the guy who was key in establishing the early church, the guy who wrote two letters in the New Testament. God once said, who can I give a nation to? An ordinary woman with all of her weaknesses called Heidi Baker put her hand up and said, yes, Lord. God gave her the nation of Mozambique. You know, turn to Matthew chapter 9, verse 28. 
Matthew 9, 28, talks about two blind men. Two blind men, you know, they were going through some serious problems in their life. Maybe you're experiencing health problems right now. Maybe there's different, you know, maybe there's different problems and issues going on in your life that's hindering you, that's holding you back. Two blind men, that's some serious problems that they were facing, that they were carrying, living with every day. And as Jesus passed, they said, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Just like he says this morning, do you believe? Do you believe? And what did they say? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, they replied. Do you understand in the circumstances and situations that you find yourself in right now, today, all the things that are going on in your life, that, that, that in those circumstances, God wants to take your yes and make something great out of it. Um, in 2 Corinthians 1, 18 and 19, the message says this, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. For in him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen, God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. You see, like when, when God says yes and we say yes, Suddenly, there's an explosion of heaven invading earth. Suddenly, there's a breakthrough that comes in your life. God saying yes, we saying yes. I saw a film the other day called Yes Man. Anyone ever seen that film? Um, it's a, a, one of a great film. Jim Carrey's in it. It's about a guy. He always says no in his life. He's scared. And he's like, I don't want to commit. I don't want to say yes. Um, and, and suddenly something happens in his life and he can only say yes. I just want to show you a short clip. Carl, long time no see. You must be running this place by now. I could have. Didn't want to get tied down. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I've lived. I'm a yes man. Wow. Yes. Yes. No. You say no yes. to life. Yes. A film about a man who said yes and it changed his life. I want to tell you about something greater. About a man or a woman, you know, men and women here, that when we say yes to God, how much that changes our life. Now, if you turn to, well, no, sure, I'll just read it. You can turn to it if you want. James 2.17. Now, James is a book in the New Testament that, 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 that lots of people have had problems with over the years. Martin Luther once wanted to tear out James out of the Bible. You see, James was, was quite an unpopular guy. He was quite a straight-talking guy. And his whole message was based around this, living out what you preach. And, and, and so I can just hear James talking to us this morning. Um, and in James 2.17, he says, Faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. I can just hear James saying to us this morning, you know, actually, yes, there's something when we say yes in our heart, when we say yes out, out loud, something happens, but we have to live out our yes. Um, it has to go hand in hand to, to, to living out our yes day by day. You know, like, 
Like, it's like, you can't just say yes, James says, but you've got to live it and put it into practice. Um, it's like the Pharisees, they, they, these are some guys, they come up to John the Baptist, and they come up to John the Baptist, and they're like, yeah, we're a yes people, we say yes. And John the Baptist turns around, and he's like, actually, you brood of vipers, because you're not living out your yes. Um, you're not putting it into practice. Um, you know when you read some scriptures that really trouble you. Um, Like that scripture that Jesus says when he says, if you love me, then you'll obey my commands. I don't know about you, but that really troubles me. I can be like, Jesus, you know that I love you deep down in my heart. (laughs) You know, like deep down, you can see my heart, Jesus, and you know that I'm saying yes to you in my heart, but I'm just struggling to put it into practice. And, And And Jesus turns to me and says, no, Kev, you know, I I see your yes in the way that you live it out. Um, Now, you ever say yes, and then you think, "Uh uh-oh, what have I let myself in for? (laughs) Um, uh, Sometimes that happens to me. Um, You see, the other day, well, about, about... uh, this time last year, I was on the internet and I looked, if we got a picture of a, a climbing frame, and I saw a climbing frame on the internet. Does anyone think that looks cool? Yeah. I, I saw that and I pictured it in my garden. I pictured it in my back garden. I could see my three children playing on this climbing frame. Um, I could even hear the, the laughter and the screams of joy as there, you know, in, in my imagination. Um, and I saw that climbing frame, and in my heart, I said, yes. Um, and I, said, I turned around to Joe, and I said, um, it's even half price. I was like, you know, I believe, now I believe, you know, Romans 10, 9, I believe that if you declare something with your mouth, you believe it in your heart, it will come to pass. So I turned to Joe and I said, I am saying yes to this climbing frame. And, uh, and Joe said, okay. And, um, and so I was like, yep, yeah, name it and claim it, blab it, grab it. I am saying yes to this climbing frame. Um, I filled out my details and then it was amazing. My yes... I just clicked one button and and it was just, you know, buy. And so I just clicked one button. I was like, wow, that was so easy. I am saying yes again, you know. And and so the climbing frame was on its way. The problem started when it arrived because it arrived in one big box. And I opened the box and literally 300 planks of individual pieces of wood fell out, um, along with three or 400 screws, nails of all different shapes and sizes. And I looked at them and I thought, oh dear, what am I going to do? And, and I scheduled in one Saturday, two weeks before Christmas, because it's a Christmas present. I thought on Christmas Day, the kids are going to get up. They're going to see this climbing frame all completed. Uh, two weeks before, I thought I'm going to, a whole Saturday, put this climbing frame up. I spent the whole Saturday. All I managed to do was put all the planks in order. Um, it was a disaster. Um, now, there was a sense of panic rising up in me and a sense of urgency. Um, I had no more free days before Christmas. And, and so what I would do is I'd get back. I'd have a lot of things on in the evening. So I'd get back late at night, half past nine, 10 o'clock at night, go into the garden. Sometimes it was raining. It was, you know, and I'd be there with my torch trying to hammer away, trying to, trying to do this thing. Um, you understand, like, 
during those times, those hard times of my life, um, trying to put up this climbing frame, that yes suddenly lost its attraction. I, I lost my passion um, for, for something that God had promised me. Um, and, 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 and I remember one evening, um, my hands were numb with coldness. I was shivering. I was panicking, thinking this thing's never going to get put up in time. Joe comes out to make me a cup of tea. And I'm in the garden. And I, I literally break down. And I was just like, Joe, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And you understand, in that moment... I suddenly realized when I clicked that button to say yes, I thought, oh wow, actually living out my yes is actually a whole, a whole load more difficult than I thought it was. But you know, can we have a look at the next photo? Uh, do you know, I stuck at it and I succeeded and I overcame. Is anyone impressed? And, and I look at that now. Sometimes I'll go into my garden and I'll be like, I am so glad that I lived out my yes because it is worth it. Anyone think it's worth it? And just have a think about what God's promised you in your life. Just have a think about all those words that are over your life. And, and, and when it gets tough, when it gets tough, just think about the end goal. Think about the, what, what it's going to look like. And God says, I am here. And I, maybe there's some of you here that have given up. Maybe there's some of you here that have said, actually, I didn't know if I signed up for this. Uh, I, I, this yes is really difficult. And God says, I'm here to restore your hope. I'm here to, to, to bring fresh hope, fresh faith. Because believe me, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> I say, yeah, like, what does it look like? What is our... You know, when we met Jesus, we said yes to him. What does that look like in our lives? How can we live that out? You see, we say yes to reading the Bible. <laughs> what does that yes look like? Maybe, maybe for you, it, your yes looks like setting aside regular time each day. Maybe starting a Bible reading plan or, or getting up a little bit earlier each day. You know, we said yes to building community, to not just be in a preaching centre, but to be a family, a King's Church family, right here in Manchester and Salford and Longsight. Um, what does that yes look like? Um, maybe, maybe it looks like, like joining a connect group and giving up an evening, a fortnight. Maybe, maybe your yes might look like actually... Oh, you've been wrestling whether to go to big church weekend or not. And maybe, maybe your yes looks like saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the jump. I'm going to go to big church weekend. Not because it's the best deal. Not because the accommodation there is really amazing and the food is incredible. But because I said yes to being a part of this community. Um, and I want to live my yes out. Um, Yes to spending time with God in the secret place. You know, we all want the end goal. We all want the end goal of just, you know, this amazing intimate relationship with God where we can hear his voice so clearly. Um, maybe living that out might look like setting your alarm clock half an hour earlier um, in the morning. It, it might look like turning the TV off for an hour in the evening. You know, we say yes to living generously. Um, what does that look like? How do we live that out? 
Um, maybe it might mean, you know, using our car a bit more often to offer to give lifts to people, um, having people around our house, um, maybe up in our giving on a Sunday morning. Um, yes, to growing in God and getting disciples. Um, you know, we say, yes, Jesus, Jesus, we are your disciples. Um, and what does that look like, though, in your life? Uh, maybe it might mean, you know, actually, I, I want to be part of Ignite, or actually, I want to give a year to being on, going on USMM, um, or, or, or actually, I just want to get along to some more participate stuff in Bible studies and hang out with more people. Um, iron sharpens iron. You know, we say yes, don't we? We say yes to healthy relationships between us. We say yes to living and walking in holiness and righteousness. Maybe for some of us, that means saying no to some unhealthy relationships, to any sexual relationship outside of marriage, to keeping ourselves pure. Um, you know, we say yes here in King's Church to be in a center of healing. Maybe for you, that looks like when you're really nervous, stepping out the boat on the school playgrounds and, and, and offering to pray for someone or, or offering to pray for someone in, in your office or in your workplace. Um, you see, Jesus showed us what it is to live out a yes for God. You see, Jesus is the great amen. And, and Jesus, you know, in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when it was really tough, what did Jesus say? He said, God, I'm wrestling with this, but my answer to you is yes. Yes and amen. <clears throat> so just to, before we finish, I've just got two, two hurdles um, that they can end up getting in our way and stopping us from living the yes and then the amen that God has destined for us to live. Um, you know, if you're an athlete, just picture yourself at the beginning of the race, a, hur you know, a hurdle race, 400 meter hurdles, and you must look at that race you've got to, you've got to run. Just like we look at the race that we've got to run for Jesus, even this week, even this month. And, and the athlete must see the hurdles in front. And the athlete thinks, right, how can I get to the finishing line? How can I overcome these, these hurdles? How can I be victorious in this race? So the first hurdle, um, in fact, let's turn to Ma Mark chapter 8 and verse 34. Mark 8, 34, Jesus says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Another translation says, must say no to themselves and take up their cross and follow me. In other words, Jesus says, if you're going to say yes to me, actually, it's going to involve at some point, saying no to myself. Um, so that's the first hurdle, is saying no to ourselves. You know, like what, what Jim Carrey, what, what he did, what went wrong in the film, is he just said yes to everything. Um, we say yes to Jesus, and we say no to anything that might hinder us, um, or anything that might take us away from that yes. You know, if I was Jesus, I wouldn't say a lot of this stuff. I'd just be like, just say yes to me and everything will be wonderful. Um, or just say yes to me and then put it in the terms and conditions 
really small print underneath. Um, but Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus is like, no, I want to be really upfront with my people. If you say yes to me, it's going to involve saying no to some other stuff. Hebrews 12.1 says, let us throw off everything that hinders. What are the things in your life that hinders you from saying yes to God? What are the things in, in your life that, that stops you from fully living out your yes to Jesus? In Genesis 22, verse 11, Abraham, you know, Abraham comes to God and, and what does God require of him? God says, actually, I want you to give me your son. I want you to give me that which is most precious to you. And in Genesis 22, 11, in the NLT, Abraham said, yes, Lord. Um, what's God calling you to lay down this morning? You know, that God's like, actually, I don't want to ruin your joy. I don't want to ruin your life. Actually, I just want to help you to say yes to me. I want to help you to say yes to more of heaven, to more of my kingdom in your life. What no is God helping you um, to say today? So that's the first thing. And the second and last thing is um, procrastination. <laughs> you know, procrastination, putting off till tomorrow what we can do to today can be a hurdle. You know, when my children want me to do something that I'm, I don't really actually want to do, often I don't want to say no. So what, what I found an amazing word that I can use. I'd, I'll be like, later. <laughs> I'll do it later. Uh, maybe or later. Um, they've got on to that now. But in Hebrews 3, verse 7 and 8, you know, that, like, it says, when, the Holy Spirit, when you hear the Holy Spirit talking to you, when you hear the voice of God speaking to you, um, don't, basically, don't say yes to him today. Um, don't put off till tomorrow. Um, I, remember, I remember once proposing to Joe. And, and I picked her up from Southport and I took her all the way to Salford Keys to the very first place where I told her that I loved her. Sounds incredibly romantic, doesn't it? And, um, and I took her to Salford Keys and I remember at 11 o'clock at night getting down on my knee and saying, Joe, will you marry me? I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And she was really uh, nervous and, and a bit embarrassed and didn't know what to do. And so she turned around and do you know what her answer to me was? She said, and I was on, on my knee thinking, yes, this is going to be my moment. She said to me, do I have to give you an answer now, Kev? <laughs> I was like, yes, you do. You do need to give me an answer now. Um, in Luke, Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9 is the penultimate scripture we're going to turn to today. Luke chapter 9, verse 59 a man, comes up to, a man comes up to Jesus and it says that Jesus said to him, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds to me like a really good excuse. Um, you know, like if someone said, so if I said, actually, will you do this for me, please? And they said, actually, my dad has just died. Can I just go to his funeral? I probably would say, yeah, actually, just say yes tomorrow. What did Jesus say? <laughs> Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. 
Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, maybe Jesus was just like having a really bad day and his grace levels were really low. Or or maybe Jesus actually was realized that that actually if we say, Lord, I'll I'll first just need to establish my family life. Just let me do that first. Or, Or let me finish renovating my house first. And I'll say yes to you tomorrow. Or let me establish my business first or or sort out my pension first. And then I'll say yes to you tomorrow or next week or next month. And I think Jesus knew. Jesus was like, no, actually, if you don't say yes today, tomorrow never comes. Because there's always something that will stand in the way. There's always a barrier. There's always a hurdle that will stop you from saying yes to me. And and so the invite goes out from from Jesus to us this morning. And he says, will you say yes to me today? You know, maybe like... Maybe you're, you're a student here, um, and maybe you're thinking, I've only been here a year. I'm only here for the next year. I'm only here for the next six months. I'm only here for the next two years. You know, it doesn't matter how long you're here for. What matters is that I want to make the most out of this season in my life. Um, I want to make my most out of the next two weeks, then even the next two weeks, the next month, the next three months. I want to say yes to Jesus today. With all the stuff that's going on in my life, I say yes to you, Lord, today. Um, There was once a man, there was once a man called Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, you know, he, he knew Jesus was coming. He knew that Jesus was passing through. There's a verse that says Jesus was passing through. Did you know that Jesus is passing through this place this morning? Jesus is passing by your life right now. And Zacchaeus, in his moment of visitation, in his day of visitation, Zacchaeus was like, actually, I'm just going to put everything aside because Jesus is passing through. And Zacchaeus said yes to Jesus. Can you imagine that? Is anyone jealous? Can you imagine having Jesus in the flesh come over to your house to have dinner with you? Can you imagine the stories that you could tell your grandchildren? I can imagine Zacchaeus writing a book about it. The day I said yes to Jesus. Um, Jesus, Jesus is here today and he's passing by. Will you say yes to him? Maybe, maybe you've thought to yourself, I'll say yes tomorrow, Jesus. You know, maybe you're just like, I'm born again. I've said yes to you in the past. But, but Jesus says, no, I'm here right now. Will you say yes to me? Will you say yes to more anointing from heaven? Will you say yes to more of my hope? Will you say yes to more of my faith, more of my power? Will you say yes to be being used in great ways? God says, I'm a yes God. Will you be my yes people? Amen.